into video games, the idea of like no problem is insurmountable because I feel like video games largely are. Uh, someone sets out with a question, right, with a thesis, I guess. That's like, what if people had to save the world on an alien ring and had to find out how to do it, right? Like you have to. Not just problem-solve how to build the systems, but you have to build a system that encourages problem-solving from the people that are going to experience it. Whereas, mm -hmm. like, movies, it's like, you go sit down and watch a movie. <laughs> and, only if, and only a few movies, and only a few movies actually ask you to do the mental work, right? Like, Knives Out, right. or Mysteries, where you're actually, like, tasked with mm -hmm. hunting down some kind of truth, right? Um... So yeah, no, I was in college and my senior project for my writing class, my writing workshop, um, was some kind of interactive writing. And it, or it was it was multiple things, I'm sure. But one of the choices was interactive fiction, and you could do like a choose your own adventure book or like a like a board game with cards that were like story prompt cards. There were a bunch of different ways to mm -hmm. do it that were really cool. Almost none of my classmates chose interactive fiction, which is fine. Like that just wasn't what they were what they were into. But I found a uh, website called Inkle, and I'm pretty sure I shared this with really? you when I did it. But I I found a website Probably. called Inkle that was about creating. It's called Inkle Writer. I N K L E. It was about writing um, a choose your own adventure, but built into a web web browser. So it felt like a click through game. Like the old school mm -hmm. click through games, and uh, I had a poster board from GameStop with Destiny on it, and the second, the bottom half of the poster board had nothing because it was where you were supposed to put like something else. You know what I mean? Like it was a long vertical poster board, and the second half was just the background because you were supposed to put another standee for Destiny in front of it. And so I remember I just was like, "Oh, I can cut the bottom of this off." So I cut the bottom of that off, and I drew out. Um, my story, starting from point A, and then like branching through all these different types of dialogue and conversation, um, and having like five different endings. And then I sat down in the computer lab for almost three days straight. No, it wasn't even three. It was a day. It was. It was. I did it in like twenty four hours. I got to the computer lab at like two p.m. on like a Saturday, and worked until five a.m. on the Sunday. Uh, and built this. Um, interactive game like mm -hmm. choose your own adventure game and like to speak more specifically to the problem solving part there was one portion where i knew i wanted to reward whoever was playing through it for doing all of their research and so like it was a situation where you could ask three questions you were given a prompt to answer three questions and so you're good you had to answer three questions, and so, or not, sorry, I don't answer. You had, to, you had three questions you could ask about your surroundings. Um, but I didn't want it to just ask a question and then be done. Um, I wanted the people to be able to ask more than one question if they wanted to. And so initially, it just looked like um, having the conversation go from three questions to then if you pick this one, you get this one with only these two. Or if you pick this one, you get this one with only these two. So it broke into three separate strands. But what I wanted it to mm -hmm. do was go ask the question, get the answer, and then go back to the original tree of questions. 
so they could keep track of how many you'd asked. And I remember drawing it out and like, it felt like drawing like circuit boards in a way, I guess. I don't know. I'm not an electrician. (laughs) I know. Yeah. But what I ended up figuring out was a way to cycle the, after you got your answer for your question, it would cycle you back to the, the original questions, but the question you'd already asked would be grayed out much like a mass effect game where you'd ask several, we have several questions to ask and they get grayed out as you go. And then if you asked all three questions, when you came back and had a fourth question for you, Mm-hmm. And it rewarded mm-hmm. you with more information if you asked all three questions. But the trick was, the system couldn't just dump you back into the three questions. So what it did after it answered every question is it said, "I still have more questions," or "Let's let's get let's move on." And so like people could just yeah. move past it right after the first one, or they could go back and say they had more questions. Um, and that was I was so so <laughs> proud of figuring that out. I drew it on napkins. Uh, in that lab because my poster board was all used up and so like oh i had like napkins from the coffee shop you that saved I was... all that yes no I, probably not <laughs> probably not uh, the game is still playable the game is still playable yeah but yes on that. Well, problem solving in video games um is huge mm-hmm. and it's interesting because you know video games don't always have overt or like very forward problem solving elements um, I think platformers are up there. Like if you think of, you know, um, well, what, what would be Portal. the equivalent that you played that you love? Mm-hmm. Portal, one hundred percent. Oh, well, gosh, 100%, yeah. Um, but anything with platforming in that way or puzzles, so like the Tomb Raider games, the Uncharted games, um, Mass Effect. Mass Effect certainly has a mystery uh, element to at least the first two games because you're trying to figure out what the Reapers are doing. The third game is really just a. Mm-hmm. Remember when I said this and nobody listened? Yeah, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But yeah. um, What you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Halo games, right? Okay, yeah, man. (laughs) I mean, there's a mystery to these, right? Especially especially Halo 5. Oh, man. It just keeps getting deeper and deeper. Yeah, it's great. It's great. And I I realize now that we're sitting and recording this. Yeah. That you, I should have forced you to listen to all of Hunt the Truth before doing this. Oh, no kidding. Aw, how about I'll do it before I do Reach? That's fine. Talk about Reach. So, Hunt the Truth was a prequel yeah. specifically to Halo 5. Okay. Uh, and Hunt yeah, the I Truth is that. like a, a discrediting campaign against the Master Chief. Um, and Halo right. 4. You told me a little bit of it. Yeah, yeah. So, Halo 4 opens with the guy asking Dr. Halsey if Chief has any major malfunctions, essentially. Um, yes. So they're building a case against him. N- no, that was them trying to find out if they could replicate it, and if they replicated it, if it would cause any problems. Remember, they were trying to find out, like, yeah, how'd I, you do it, and yeah. when you did it, did it make people sociopaths? Which we explained yeah, last yeah. week in our <laughs> lore deep episode for Halo Four. Yes. That um, this one might get deep. Too. That they had replicated it, get- and they'd done mm-hmm. it really poorly <laughs> the first time. Mm-hmm. And did it with teenagers that were orphaned. Um, now, oh, can I just jump into this? Yeah, go real for quick, it. Like, well, because I was real curious. I watched. Uh, I mean, we played through the game, and then I watched our playthrough, and then I watched the cutscenes with mm-hmm. uh, the uh, movie with a legendary ending. That's what I finished. So yeah. I mean, I'm like up to my eyeballs, and all of a sudden I go, "But wait a minute! When did Buck and Locke 
and these guys, when did red team become Spartans? I had to look that up. That was consuming that. It's just like, oh yeah, about ODST. Yeah. yeah. Not, um, that reference one time. It's like, I wish I was still ODST instead of all this gray shit. Yeah. Not, said. um, <laughs> not ODS, or sorry, not red team, Osiris, fire team Osiris. Osiris. Yeah. Yeah. Red team you yeah. read about in Fall of Reach. That's the other group of Spartan right. twos that was with Chief. Um, which I think there's members right, of Red right, Team right. that survived. If I'm not mistaken, some Red Team people right. survived on the plan, on the on Reach before it got glassed. Anyway, yeah. So Fire Team Fire Team Osiris is the the advent of not the advent. Maybe they are Spartan fours though. Fours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're. Oh, wait, but I was just. They're volunteers. I consumed that. Yes, yeah. but they're. They're they're as big as Chief. There's that and we're jumping way ahead. There's that scene where Locke and Chief are fighting. They're not as big though. They're not as big though. Chief is absolutely bigger. And the biggest complaint and I've heard in Halo Five, um, that I that I will give credence to. There are lots of complaints and they're all mostly baseless, but um and we're gonna poop on all of them. Yeah, man, it's a good game, and games have to evolve. So here's my sidetrack for a second to explain. Wait a minute, what, what you're going to say about Chief and? and Hang on, I'll explain what I want. What I just said for a second to qualify it, so people don't immediately turn off okay. the podcast. The reason I say most of the complaints are baseless is because a lot of people, I think, don't realize that video games, much like music and musicians, evolve. And like I loved Lincoln Park when they started. I still love them now. I do not listen to them as much now. I love them because of the memory I have of them when I started listening to them. Sure. Correct. But more importantly, like I love them and their ability to change. And I appreciate that a band slash game slash film series slash TV show can grow and change in a direction that I don't particularly like. And that's neither my it's fault. The artist. Yeah, it's neither my it's neither my right to uh, be, be to be upset it's- about that. Nor is it their right or their requirement to do what I ask. So I take Halo. I take Halo as Halo, and I take it as it's given, not as what my brain assumes that it is. So that's why I said that most of the the response to Halo Five in terms of like the story and what three four three has done to Master Chief is stupid. Yeah, because yeah, I know who I gives a shit what they've done to Master Chief. That it's their game. <laughs> So they get to do it. And if you don't like it, that's fine. Go play Go play Halo 1 yeah, through Reach. Yeah. That's totally fine. You can do that. They have the Master Chief Collection. Yeah. Um, so anyway, one of the biggest complaints that I do agree with in this game, though, is that fight between Locke and Chief should not have been competition. The Spartan 2s are bigger, um, stronger, yeah. faster, and Chief's been fighting for 35, 40 years. Okay, that was confusing to me. So, like, when he gets when he gets roughed up, you know, there's an argument. I guess you could make that Locke is like new. He's young. He's younger, yeah, sure, and faster. But like, if you watch it, Locke no. isn't actually faster. And there's a couple of times where it comes down to a fight of strength, where they're like pushing mm-hmm. against each other. Locke would not be able to hold a candle. Yeah, because Chief of what two tons with his armor. They both, they both, they both weigh a lot, but Chief's bigger Mm -hmm. and stronger, just outright bigger and stronger. Interesting mechanic, though, throughout the whole game is that we get to see the faces Mm -hmm. of uh, Team Osiris. So, and you don't get to see the... Yep. Blue Team is still very much the 
Mysterious Spartan mm-hmm. 2s. We've only seen the face of one Spartan 2 in games. And that was George and Reach, which we'll get to. Okay, um, yeah. George is a Spartan All right, 2. so how do you want to proceed through this? I want to talk about the opening movie. The little yeah, sure. Movie Go for it. At the beginning. Um, so I've watched it like a gazillion times already. <laughs> I'm starting to become quite the Halo fangirl. You know, I'm getting kind mm-hmm. of geeky about it. Um. And I hope you don't mind, but that yeah. um, such an interest. There are just so many interesting things that I noticed. The camera zooms in on her hand on the on the iPad. Thought that was interesting uh, because I've been tracking how many times we see Chief's hand because there's that to me is the illusion of his humanity through through his hand. And then so that, I thought that was significant. And then she walks past the portrait of her daughter. She sets down her journal. Which I have. Is on that. I have that journal. You have. That's right. Yeah. So, but so then the next thing that really stood out to me is when she is she's talking. Oh, you're looking around your room. I was trying to figure out where I put it. I know where it is. (laughs) So she's she's looking at a a little um, uh, Cortana on a pedestal, and it's the new Cortana, which is really important. Because it's, when what? they finally encounter her on uh, on the uh, on Meridian, they say, um, "Oh, Tim Osiris says you've changed," and she has. Uh, but anyway, the little little Cortana is looking up into um, Halsey's face with this childlike sense of wonder, and she's smiling. And the corners of her eyes are crinkling as she's looking down. And this little adoring childlike Cortana is looking up at her creator's face, and so. This might be a concluding statement, but I gotta say it now. Halsey created the world's most powerful soldier, the universe, and <laughs> the known universe, and the galaxy's most most powerful AI. Indirect, yeah. indirectly or directly. So the, the contrast. Oh, with extreme purpose. Yeah. Not indirectly. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. Go on. She's uh, anyway. That this she's diabolical. But anyway. She, she yeah. didn't know, or did she know? Did she know that Cortana would ascend to the mantle or not? The domain? No, because we didn't know the mantle. We didn't know the mantle existed, right? Yeah, but but the fact, but she does now because that little Cortana um, projection is the new Cortana. So yeah, so like I don't, and I think it. <laughs> yeah, but there's a there's a whole a whole lot. That can be said about how um, Halsey is a very Mary Shelley, yeah, orchestrator of destruction, um, composer of destruction. Wow. Like she's Doctor Frankenstein in this universe. She um, foregoes convention and ethics and morality to build what she wants to see. Um, and it's 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 Frank, it's, it's Frankensteinian. Um, it's not Mangala because she's well, not she's not torturing people. Um, yeah, okay. I would say more Frankenstein because she creates these things out of things that should not yes. have been turned into those things. Right? She takes children yeah. and turns them into uh-huh. war machines. She cloned herself several times, failing. Several times, and then took the brain from the most successful clone 
and used it to fabricate an AI, which is A, incredibly unethical and murder, right? She clones children and then killed them right. when it didn't work right. or when it did work. B, it was just straight up illegal. Like UNSC is outlawed specifically using growing physical material to be used as that. I'm going to look up. There's a, um, sorry guys, lore, 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 lore. Uh, you can't talk oh. about these games without talking about the lore. And like, I know that we're oh. not a, uh, we're not a, we're not experts, but we're not a lore podcast, but there's yeah, a few lore. things that like, I feel like are super important. One of them being the mortal dictata, which is a, who authored that? Uh, it was written by Karen Travis. It's the third book in the uh, four or not four in a trilogy, the Kilo Five trilogy, which is about an Oni team of Spartans after the events of Halo Four Three. After mm-hmm. the events of Halo Three, <laughs> not familiar with that. <clears throat> I told you about it because the end of this book fucked me up. The end of this book fucked me up. So Karen Travis, <laughs> if you're listening to this, thank you. She did reply to my tweet mm-hmm. about it because the end of this book fucked me up. I'm trying to see if I can find what the mortal dictata is. Because so the book is named after not moral, mortal, mortal, the UN colonial mortal dictata. It is based in the UN Genetic Rights Act, which was extended to colonies in 2165. <clears throat> okay, here That's it is. Pretty early on. Here it is. I'm going to read this. It's going to sound like legalese because it kind of is, but I love it. Mm-hmm. So this is the mortal okay. dictata act. Geek on. Yes, starting from section one a. Slash three, a through one a slash three h, so about eight one two three four five six yeah yeah eight um subcategories uh so three a a human being shall be defined as a person recognized and accepted by a reasonable lay person as being human on the basis of form behavior or external appearance and no authority shall be permitted to use any element of genetic profile to exclude a person from that definition. <laughs> Cool. So disabilities cannot make you subhuman. All that mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, 3B. A human shall not be restricted, selected, or subjected to discrimination on the basis of their genome or genetic profile, whether altered or unaltered. It should be made clear. Hmm. This is made in 2165. Master yeah, Chief was born in 2511. Eight. So mm-hmm. 400 yeah, years before is, Chief. Oh. 400 yeah. years before Chief. There's a law that says a human shall not be restricted, selected, or subjected to discrimination. That's already chief. That's mm-hmm. already the Spartan twos. Right. Selected for discrimination on the basis of their genome or genetic profile. So there's that. Being a human, uh, 3C, a human being <clears throat> shall not be brought into existence with the intent of providing biological material or research data for the use, treatment, or benefit of another. That's Cortana. <laughs> A human being shall yeah. not be subject to any commercial claim, patent, or restriction on the basis of any part of the genome or genetic profile, whether altered or unaltered. Uh, 3E, a human being, regardless of any engineering of their genome or introduction of non-human or artificial DNA, shall not cease to be classed as human under any circumstances. 3F, <clears throat> no human being shall be subjected to genetic alteration, except with their express and informed consent or in the case of a person under the age of 18 with the consent of their legal guardian or the sole for the sole purpose of correcting a health defect in that child. So that's an absolute violation of Spartan two project. 
A human being or part thereof may not be owned by any individual or organization. And here's the here's the fucking kicker. In 3H, mm-hmm. a human being shall not be cloned. <laughs> so Halsey their knowingly... Or, therefore, any part of them. Well, Halsey knowingly... Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes. Halsey has yes. knowingly broken several laws that were not created because of her actions, were created 400 years before her actions. Well, she certainly knew them. And didn't as, care. As she openly acknowledged in her journal, Dr. Halsey violated the code on a number of occasions throughout her career, most notably during her involvement with the Spartan II program, which broke several of the primary clauses of the mortal dictata, as well as when flash cloning herself in order to create Cortana. Because why does anybody clone themselves and put in an AI? Because they want to be immortal. So the thought flickens. Also, we have to think <laughs> you have to think about the fact that like AI are still the they're probably, they're scary to us now. They're probably still scary to humans in 500 years. And so giving an AI your brain because it because you're a scientist and you have knowledge, you know what I mean? Like, there's ways to make AI and then there's ways not to make AI. And one of those express ways not to do that is to upload bio- biological information mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, multiple times to make a more we, perfect lattice. We still don't know what information is. Right. They obviously solved that problem. We don't even know what information is. Well, they didn't solve it. They just know that if they compile a brain yeah. into ones and zeros, they can turn it into an AI. Yeah, it's wild. But I'll, the reason, I'll whatever their code is. Yeah, but the reason I I keep yeah, bringing right. this up, and the reason that we keep diverging into the backstory of these characters is that like it's super important to understand. I mean, it's not right. Like, you can play through these games without no, ever knowing any of this stuff and enjoy them. Yeah. Um, you may get lost yeah, a few times true. and have to Google something, but, like, how many times have you gone to see a Marvel movie and not been like, who was that? So, like, right. if you really yeah. want your fiction to be compl- an encyclopedia of all of the things it references, um, just watch... Uh, oh, no. What's the guy who makes documentaries? It's famous. Ken something. Um. Ken Burns. Yeah, just watch a Ken, Ken Burns documentary. If you want your mm-hmm. if you want your fiction to be entirely encyclopedic, go, go watch a Ken Burns documentary. Talk that's to all us. that's all you're allowed to watch. Or yeah, I guess listen to us. Oh. Sure. Um but anyway. <laughs> We're starting to become that way. Uh-huh. But anyway, okay, beginning so, yeah. of Halo, we see yeah, Cortana, we see the Halsey, mm-hmm. and then it switches to perhaps one of my favorite Which opening scenes which is fire team osiris oh, getting their mission oh. as the credits roll with the boom boom yeah. boom 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 new score like it's uh it's so good oh, I love the score. it's goosebumps this is my favorite score I think. it's this score is yeah. incredible and so we see uh the introduction of Locke, veil tanaka and the familiar face of buck which so many people were like oh shit because buck was no dst um, which yep. suggests that Spartan Force... It's further suggesting Spartan Force are volunteer, right? Buck was an ODST in the events of Halo 2 right. and Halo 3. Well, so now we know that he's been that... he's been uh, yeah. recruited Upgraded. to the Spartan program and uh, got some augmentations and got a new shiny set of armor and now does Black Ops, which he's morally uh, conflicted about. Um, Very the, much. Uh, Locke, Locke isn't. It's pretty black and white with Locke. No, well, it is for most of the, it is for most of the game, and then it's suddenly not. Yeah, 
Yeah, because Buck has a hard hard time with the gray areas. I love I love Locke's comments though. You know, this isn't the first mission that didn't exist. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, in other words, if you need, if you need to kill Andama, he goes, "This isn't the first mission." Or if it all goes wrong, this isn't the first mission. Them jumping out of the ship is very very good. Uh, yeah. Um, they jump out of a pelican and like do a, a high altitude um, descent. Descent, which is guys like the Halo games have been, and I would argue this in many cases, unable to fully represent the power that the Mjolnir armor possesses. Um, and this game opens with <laughs> Tanaka just tackling a banshee just flying through a banshee and exploding and exploding and then them using their jets to navigate through this battlefield and then just land and tumble down a mountainside and just lay complete waste to this contingent of covenant troops which is outstanding they're diving through boulders they're jumping it's just yeah it's amazing people are people like to complain that like what's up well, just co- contrast that though when it becomes gameplay, and and we were just getting slaughtered. <laughs> it's like they're sure. they're crashing through boulders and and exploding enemies on, on one shot, this and that, and then we get there and we are like getting decimated. <laughs> well, we were also playing on a higher difficulty. I would imagine the Spartans encounter their world in like easy mode, <laughs> or maybe normal yeah. mode. But so what um, level did we play that on? We played this on heroic because we had four people. Heroic. I don't. Uh, so well, there's an argument got, that's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and many people will tell you, or you'll find out through experience, that many games are made on hard mode, and then scaled back. Mm-hmm. So like when you play a game now, a lot of games will say when you jump into hard, like this is the way the game was intended to be played. Or you know what I mean? Like they'll say as much. Mm-hmm. And when that's the right. case, then it's like oh. Heroic feels like the way Halo was meant to be played. Right. Um, yeah. Especially with four people. Because if you play with four people on normal, it is a joke. <laughs> it's a huge joke. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, dude. Oh. If you play if you play Halo on normal with four people, you just kind of walk through your opponents. And like, there's a, that's fun, I guess. <laughs> but it's not. Anyway. Um, well, if you want to, then just do what I did. And watch the cutscene movie. If you just want to walk through it. <laughs> well, there's, there, there's still people that like the gameplay. There's still people. And you've played games on easy, so let's not be gatekeepy. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Not there's, many. Not many. Not many what? Like, what? I haven't played many on easy. There were, there were times when I was playing Mass Effect in a particular boss fight. Yeah, because yeah. it had the infinite number of saves that I would save it. And then I would down... Yeah, lower the for difficulty that for that fight. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm, as soon as I killed the boss, I put it back up again because I found yeah. like, even this, back then in my early gaming days, I found no challenge. Let this be the first time in this podcast, but surely not the first time ever. Uh, let this be our first time making it clear that if you change the difficulty in a mission or on a level or for a boss so that you can better enjoy the game, there is there is absolutely nothing wrong with it. <laughs> And, like, anybody who says there's something wrong with that is a huge jerk. Like, video games are meant to be fun and meant to be an experience you enjoy. So running into something and having a bad time with it because it's hard and being made fun of for making it easier is lame. 
Yeah, like you can't progress. Cannot progress. There were times in uh, Destiny where I died because I always played solo for the first umpty ump years that I would die like 130 times and then someone would come along and go like, and I never thought to lower the difficulty. And then I'd get <laughs> someone like Tinker or somebody to come along and help me, you know. I was like, you did you're having a hard time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or when you played through Mass Effect completely without when you played through uh -huh. Mass Effect 3 completely without being ever told that you could upgrade your guns? No, I never knew how to mod up my guns. And then I, like, jumped your gun levels, like, five or six levels, and you were like, oh, this hand cannon this hurts a life. lot more now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you're not That's using the one I'm that you got given sure. in the beginning of the game. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I got handed a bunch of tools, but did, wasn't really taught how to use them. Yeah, you just got, you inherited a toolbox. And you were like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So yeah. we get we get the introduction of Osiris, Fireteam Osiris. Um, they're hunting down Zhulam Dama, who people will remember is in Halo 4. But only... <sighs> but only in Halo 4 oh, and Spartan Ops. Yeah. Which is yeah, the Spartan episodic Ops. the episodic like co-op story that they released after the the core game, and Zulam Dama is uh, like a religious fanatic who still believes in the core tenets of the of the covenant. Covenant, covenant, uh, the covenant. Yeah, um, and he's he's you. captured Halsey mm -hmm. in Spartan mm -hmm. Ops, and like she gets shot. When did she lose her arm? She gets she, she gets arm? shot in Spartan Ops, and Mdama, not knowing human oh. biology, removes her arm. <laughs> Uh, and there's a scene, there's a, there's a scene about that, I think, in Spartan Ops, where she's like, clearly, this was the best thing to do. And he's like, you should be lucky you're alive. And she's like, part of me. <laughs> or something like that. Um, uh, but it's... I don't remember that. that yeah, so Spartan Ops is, we need to probably go back and re-re-re-encounter that, because it's, it's, uh, it's often forgotten as having parts of the story that are important. Um, but yeah. Fireteam Osiris takes out Zhulam Dama. Um, there's a lot of beef people have with cutscenes showing Spartans fighting differently than you fight in the game. Well, um, the this, opening cutscene, probably one. fine. I'm fine with that. I'll, I'll also suspend my disbelief for that opening oh. cutscene. What? Uh, my phone. I thought I told my phone to... Oh, I didn't hear oh, it. Sorry. Um, I will, I will suspend up. my disbelief for the first cutscene. Oh, your audio the, is all distorted. It's probably because your phone is connecting to your Hold headphones. On. Hold on one second. It might be my phone interfering. Let me let me put this on uh, Do Not Disturb. Sorry. Uh, thought I had already. Okay, say something now. Hello. Oh. How about now? That Okay. Um, so it's funny how that generated. It sounds just one of those voice modulators. That was really crazy. Yeah. I was going to say that you weren't hearing me either. Um, cause I was trying to interrupt you. <laughs> no, I was hearing you. I was just continuing cause you were interrupting me. Cause I was being rude. What were you, what'd you want to say? Go ahead. Well, you're talking about the cutscenes. That's my number one gripe about this game is the cutscenes fight all the big bosses and solve most of the yeah, that's definitely that's definitely up there for sure, for sure. Mm -hmm. Halo's always been weird about Even boss when fights. I did it the first time. 
Yeah. Halo's always been weird about boss fights. Like, there's not any boss fights in Halo 1. Halo 2 has you fighting... Tartar... No. Is Tartarus Halo 2? Yeah. Halo 2 has you fighting Tartarus, that big brute at the very end. And the mm-hmm. Prophet of Truth. Yeah. Or the Prophet of Mercy. Whichever one you kill. Truth, Mercy, and Regret. You kill that one in his wheelchair. You hop into his thing and just, like, beat him to death. Um, right. And then mm-hmm. Halo 3... Does it have... Oh, yeah. Halo 3 has Guild 343 Guilty Spark. When he kills uh, Sarge. Uh, there's like uh, a boss. There's like a boss level where you run down the prophet of regret, and like you have the the uh, flood on your side as you run down, and then as you run back, they're yeah. not on your side. That's a very good scene. Halo Four, That's no boss battles really. Could have had one with the uh, didact, but again, three four three likes to put its boss battles in its cutscenes. Um, yeah. and then Halo 5 has no boss fights nope that's not true that's not true the end of Halo 5 is a huge boss fight with the um, oh no what's his name yeah. Warden Warden Eternal which is <laughs> well, yeah. that name is so right. good I keep to call him a Guardian Guardian is the big um, the, the big yeah the, the big things yeah uh, Warden the Eternal is the is the protector of Cortana now apparently um but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of beef that's brought up in Halo for the cutscenes showing the Spartans doing things that you can't do <laughs> in the game, and I don't know yeah. the impetus behind showing the Spartan showing in the cutscenes having to drain shields and then taking shots at weak points, um, and why like a gun that's not a one shot gun has to be one shot in the cutscene. Like this first cutscene of Halo Five, after the opening cutscene, yeah. Buck shoots a, an elite. In the head with a pulse rifle, which is just a battle rifle, and it kills him in one shot. That's not how that works. Not even on easy. It work that way. So no. I don't know. It's no. well, we suspend our disbelief for so many things in this world. <laughs> that is uh, the yeah, fiction. Right. Where the are you going to draw the line? The fiction that we consume. So yeah, we just gotta move yeah, past that. But um, the most important thing I want to point out, like after this early first mission, before we get to see Blue Team, is that they bring Halsey back. Not they don't save her. <laughs> she thinks she's being saved. You bring Halsey back, and she's immediately taken into custody. And she's like, "Wait, what?" Mm-hmm. And that I think that mm-hmm. further goes to prove that she's delusional. She thinks she's the savior Ooh. of humanity, and Still like they're way. trying to prosecute her. Yeah, and like she's and when she's grabbed up by Amanda Palmer, the Spartan Four, she's like, "What's going on?" <laughs> like she doesn't understand. That what she's yeah. it's weird because every time it's brought up, she's like, Everything I did was for the good of humanity, and it's like, No, it wasn't. No, it one hundred percent wasn't. Perhaps the fabrication of Cortana, but <laughs> the Spartans well, weren't okay, but also Yeah, I'd also say that they are using her because they need to get Cortana back. They're not only Oh uh, interesting. Yeah. You yeah, did remind me yeah, of something also. I don't think they're using her for that. I think they're... Hmm. It becomes that. It becomes that. So, yes. Well, actually, they're using Chief for that. They're using Chief. They're using... Well, they're not using Chief for that. They tell Chief to come home. 
And Chief says, uh, fuck that. <laughs> and goes after Cortana. So, like, Chief, this whole game is out, out of line, according to the UNFC. Yeah. Um, I specifically think that they're... What's up? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, didn't catch off. Go ahead. I specifically think that they're after Cor- or after after Halsey because she, yes, she headed the Spartan program, and she's the person with all the documents um, of all of the projects and all of the research and all of the augmentations and all the things that she did, which were all largely wildly illegal. I think they're after Halsey because they want to pin the Spartan project to her. And let it mm-hmm. sink with her. Or let it sink her. Because the reality is, like, several admirals, a lot of leading brass in the UNSC, a lot of people with a lot of weight in the Office of Naval Intelligence, all okayed, funded, resourced, and hid this project. So, mm-hmm. like, if it becomes public, what this... Yeah. If it becomes public what the Spartan 2 project was, the UNSC and ONI is going to lose all credibility. And if they just pin it to a mad scientist and let her go down with it, then there you go. And I think that's why they want Halsey back so badly. Because she's not a soldier, so she's not moored by the like honor and duty to stay quiet. And so she's like, no, I'm going to just keep doing shit. And they're like, no, you can't. You've got to so stop. So when Palmer... Dre- when Palmer drags her off, she said, is it Palmer? And she goes, I sent a stress signal three weeks ago. Where were you? It took you long enough. You know, that's her big line in this, this game. That's even it before that. That's before that. That's when um, yeah. Block and the team show up. They kill everybody yeah. and, and Tanaka or Vale's like, clear. <laughs> and she's like, took you long enough. And you're like, wait. Yeah. They're not coming to save you, homie. They're here to arrest you. <laughs> right. So that, that's interesting. I hadn't really thought about that, Caleb. Yeah. And then by the end of the game, well, she's she's also she, by the end of the game, she's also a, a fugitive again. Yeah, but oh, okay, that's a good point. So at one point, when they're getting ready to go to Meridian, they ask her to study up on uh, on learning how to speak Guardian. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's so a she's she's brilliant. She's brilliant. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. that they want to they want to work with her. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, but. It's expedient that they do. Yeah. Oh, we've got her, so let's just yeah. But on um okay, and so we're we're we are flip flopping about. We're not going very linearly, at least I'm not, because I'm a PhD artist. But because when what? they go to I'm an ADHD artist. I thought you said I'm an HD oh. artist. I was like, isn't all art HD? <laughs> I guess not pixel yeah. art. No, I'm a I'm a low rose. I'm a low rose artist. No. Um when they are in on Sanghelios. I forget how and why she's there, but that's where they pick her up. Well, why don't we get there? How did she get? Okay. You're right. skipping yeah, like the first half I of am. the game. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Help me. Then. Um, the all second. Right, so, so, all right. so they pick her up. Halsey gets wrapped up or, uh, yeah, arrested. P- picked up. Um, mm-hmm. And then we get introduced. Blue team goes to Argent Moon. I'm yawning. Um, we get introduced to Blue Team, which. Mm-hmm. In Halo, is the first time Chief has been the the first time we've seen anybody other than Halsey who actually knows Master Chief, and that's a right. really big deal. 
to me. It is a big it deal. should be a really these, big deal to the everybody. These are kids he grew up with. Yeah, they're, yep. they've all these been the friends and fighting as Spartan 2s for 40 years. They have all known each as other. As they say for... later on in the game, family. Yeah, which goes to explain yep. what happens at the end of this mission pretty quickly. Um, yep. But there's a really great introduction scene where they fly through um, space and shoot a hole in this uh, the Argent Moon's like one of its observation decks. And then land and magnetize their boots. <laughs> and then the, yeah. the depressurization sucks all the aliens outside. It's very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very good. That scene is very good. Their mag um, boots grab on. Yeah, there's a very interesting scene that I think takes place within Chief's head. Where he falls uh, and oh, goes into a... Oh, you think that's where it is? Yeah, he, that's not in the ship. Right? Where it's he's, in the universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's in his. Head. He's made it up. It's in his head completely, and I don't know where he's made it up. But he falls after getting attacked by a hunter, and ends up in this like cavernous deep. That you think then it's has in, in his head like, or something that Cortana has created. Cort, not the second thing. Uh huh. Not the. He's seeing things. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's that she's she's that he, that he's created. That she has created for him to see, don't you think? She has no. She's not in his head. Him into this. She's not in the no, ship either. No, I mean, she... right? Okay. I, you know what I keep doing? I keep blurring the trope of of the philotic network <laughs> from Ender's Game. I really do all the time. Sure. Like Cortana is everywhere in everything, and that she's still able to speak to him. She can't. You're right. You're right. Absolutely right about that. Yeah, I think Chief's broken. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think it's worth saying you think. Chief's broken as hell. Because mm-hmm. 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 the thing that like has been the guiding force in his life is gone. Uh, and so he falls and sees this image, which I guess you could argue a part of this could be a connection to her. Because what is he that sees... Is he finds out where she is? No. No, okay. Right. Didn't you just watch this? Yeah. <laughs> that was mean. Yes, I'm kidding. But... I'm kidding. Um, so the the only You're argument I think you could make. 67.8 year old. 67. Never heard anybody describe their life <laughs> in decimals, but that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. More like point. Yeah. Point. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm almost the, 68, in other words. So, the, so my brain is like a leaky sieve. I do well to retain as much as I do. <laughs> sure. That's the whole um, point. The only, the only, not the only, but there is an argument I guess you could make that Cortana still has some kind of connection to him. Because, like, she yeah. is in the mantle. His ship, or his ship, his armor could mm-hmm. be argued as being receptive to signals from the mantle. Being that the librarian did interact with him in the last game. But the only reason I say that is because, this, like, he sees a guardian in this 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 vision. He vision. sees a guardian mm-hmm. rise out of the ground, and Cortana says, "Come find." So those two things are absolutely tied. She but does we also say. Don't, we also don't know if he, in that vision that she's on Meridian. She did that is the scene. I wrote it down. I've got the scene pulled up because when he comes out of it, when he comes out of it, and they said, "Chief, are you okay?" and he said, "She's on Meridian." Okay, let's go. So, how does that happen, boss? 
You're, are you playing it? Yeah. <laughs> Help me. Okay. Didn't you just the domain want to... is open. Yeah, I did. I wrote notes. Hush. Meridian is next. Cortana? It for both John, of us. the reclamation is about to begin. Yeah, this is weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, somehow... solution here. Like somehow Cortana knows where he is and does kind of talk to him. It's very strange. You may be more correct than not that that was a fat that was fabricated. But like or by her. But the there's anything that? to indicate that he's losing his mind. Um I think he something jars him. He he kind of slips into a parallel universe and I think it's digital because I think she's created it and I think she speaks to him. That's what I think. Because all of this story is her but where is beckoning she? him and leaving. Where is him. she doing this to him? And and how? She's gone. <laughs> she's nowhere close to him. And so like But she's I have a the really... mantle. Yes, but like uh, it's weird. It's like 5G only bigger. <laughs> Gross. Uh, it's just weird. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It's um, it's a little strange. I had to suspend my belief too, and I just accepted it that somehow or other she's communicating with. Yeah, sure. I sure. I mean, it lends the it lends to her being the 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 bad guy a lot more. Um, mm hmm. But they hear about, they then like are on the ship and they hear about um, Cortana being found, which is wild. And like, as they hear about yeah, it. Yeah, why do they, they believe him? Why do they believe him? He wait, says she's on Meridian. Why do they believe No, they, that's, not, that's not what they believe. The, the UNSC says they're going to deal with Cortana. <laughs> well, and they're getting under the. Cyrus Blue, or, Team Osiris says, Chief, we're going to handle that. No, it's not Osiris. It's Lasky. It's the, uh, it's the, it's the captain of the Infinity, Lasky. He calls in and says, we're, mm -hmm. I'm retasking Blue Team, and we're going to go to Meridian because we have a possible connection with Cortana. So how do they know? And when they say it. How did they find out? When the, I don't yeah. know. But that's the point. Nah. That's the whole point of this cutscene. Yeah. Is Chief says we're going to retask to Meridian because there's a chance Cortana's there, and then Lasky says negative. We already have a team on route. And Fred turns around and goes, "The mm -hmm. fuck? Like how did mm -hmm. what?" And then Lasky says, yeah, "Return to know? Infinity immediately." And Chief goes, "No, sir." He says, "Negative, sir," and then kills <laughs> kills transmission, and like immediately the blue team Spartans are just like, "Yep." Let's go. This is weird. Don't yep. like it. Let's do this. He said, you don't have to go. You don't have to go. You don't have to do this. And then and they all, and they all <laughs> Fred and they walks go. past him and says, they won't court-martial all of us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then, that's okay, very so good. Something I didn't know when we were playing through, because number one, there's always so much chatter when sure. we do the playthrough. Even when I'm watching the playthrough, I can't hear the um, the game characters talking to each other. Um, much so when I watched the cutscene movie, I found out I thought Argent Moon was a Covenant ship. No, it's a UNSC <laughs> black site. Oh, I know now. And so they're going, they're going to recover the ship, and of course they can't because yeah. the fleet 
popped out of subspace, so they scuttle. Yeah, it's a that recover. Was, it's a recover or scuttle mission, and that yeah, that yeah. fleet shows up and Argent Moon's Asset denied. Yeah, Argent Moon's <laughs> nuclear uh, reactor is enough to let them get away with that prowler. Yep, and uh, destroy the most of the fleet. That portion of the, the Covenant fleet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Asset denied. <laughs> Um, yeah. It was fun, though, when we were playing. I, I don't want to downplay how much fun we had uh, running around together, you, me, Jordan, and Ben. Um, and you said to um, Jordan, who was Kelly, Jordan, you go to the right. And the three of us went to the left. And it was like, okay, it really felt like we were part of it. Yeah, <laughs> sure. sure. Team. Kelly, you're fastest. You go to the right. We'll go to the left. We'll meet you on the other side. Yep. <laughs> that was yep. cool. And that's, that's something that, like, I don't think the game is perhaps as forward enough with. I know that like when you, there's character select in between missions in this game, which is big, and it's never mm-hmm. been a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gives you a yeah. little bit of a little bit of like flavor text about who each person is. Um, Kelly's got a shotgun that's called the Jackrabbit. I think it's called the Jackrabbit. Definitely has like a rabbit mm. spray painted on it because she is fast, like sixty miles an hour running fast in her armor. Like she's she's so fast. She's fast. Normal speed looks like slow motion. Yeah, she's <laughs> fast. And then Linda, uh, in one of her most famous scenes of the 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 lore, um, fires at a sentinel in Ghost of Onyx that is the book Ghost of Onyx. She fires at a sentinel, one of those little flying co- uh, forerunner things that yeah. is a mm-hmm. mile and a half straight up. She snipes the target with that's that a gun. mile, a mile up with her sniper rifle. Yeah, um, that's a long barrel. <laughs> no, the, the, that's the, a long barrel gun with a uh, lot of velocity. Yeah, yeah. Well, the 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 sniper is a sniper rifle in this game bullpup. I know I turned away from the camera when I asked that. Um, yeah, I think the I don't think the snipers are bullpup. Hang on, I'm a nerd. I don't know what that means. So, fun fact: bullpup. In a gun means the magazine loads behind the trigger mechanism. Um, hang on, I will. Mm. I will show you a picture of the two so that you can see what I mean. Um, okay. Copy image. I'm gonna send it to the Discord so you can see it. Pew pew. So like that. Click on that picture. Oh, that's a really small picture. Uh, let me scroll down here. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, I can't see it. It's too small. <laughs> Open original. Okay, there we go. Yeah, so you notice how... So a bullpup weapon means the magazine is behind the trigger mechanism, which essentially means... With all of the space mm-hmm. that you have behind the grip, you can make the barrel extend. No, not ammo. You can make the barrel extend uh, further and not be as wheel- unwieldy. So if you think about where the bullets go into the, the, the gun from the magazine, where they're chambered to the end of the barrel, that's the length of the barrel that the bullet travels. Now, on a mm-hmm. regular rifle where the magazine's in front of the grip, you have from the front of the grip to the end of the barrel... And that's how long your barrel can be. 
if you put the gotcha. magazine behind the grip, then you've got like back into the stock all the way up to that same barrel. So you can add distance to that barrel without making the gun longer. You just put the magazine in gotcha. a different place. And the reason why that's okay. useful is the longer a barrel is, the longer or the faster the muzzle velocity is, the faster a bullet comes out of it. So you can make really, you can make yes. a really powerful sniper by throwing that magazine behind the trigger assembly so that it lengthens the barrel significantly. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Without lengthening the barrel just outright and making it a longer and heavier gun. Now the That's real an interesting question comparison is comparison between those two guns. Those are two separate, two different types of guns. They're both assault rifles. That picture. Yeah. It's not the same gun. It would have been interesting. If well, there's they, they there's no there's no gun that's got the a bullpup variant. I don't think there's such okay. a, it's such a All huge right, gotcha. engineering difference that like yeah yeah um gotcha. and okay. I'm looking now yes. the sniper from Halo the SRS ninety nine does not have a bullpup magazine but okay. <laughs> the barrel of this yeah. gun the barrel of this gun is like three yeah. feet long it's massive. Yeah. Um. So regardless, yeah, game. Linda's a tremendously yeah. good shot. Kelly is really fast. Fred is an all-around like jack of all trades soldier. Um. And Chief is the alpha, right? He's the leader. He's the the squad lead. Um. So yeah, this game isn't tremendously good at. Maybe it is. I don't remember. It's been like six months since we finished this. Um. But yeah, it tells you a little bit about each person and their loadout before you choose them. Um, after John and the group go AWOL. Yeah, we're back on the Infinity then. Yeah, we hop back on the Infinity and you see a moment of Roland, the Infinity's AI. Right. Like, snapping. I like him. Yeah. He's, yeah. He screams at everybody, having the argument around him because no one's listening to him. He says, this isn't about Cortana. Is he going to throw her out the airlock just because she refused to die? And then the scene goes black. Yeah. 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 He's. Yeah. yeah like. Yeah. It's this interesting. Read the book maybe don't. I'm it's... sorry. Go ahead. There's, there's a lag here. Yeah. You're fine. It's just this, it's this interesting exchange where if for the first time you see an AI, like mm-hmm. coming to grips with watching people discuss the destruction of another AI and he gets pissed. Roland yeah. gets pissed and defensive. And like comes yeah. at Cortar at uh, Halsey for creating a thing and now throwing her out the window, based on yeah. accusations that like they have not substantiated yet. And it's very interesting because you don't we don't really he's see that already in communication with her. I wonder she has no. started in. No, because he doesn't take messages. her side. I would. Yeah. S- she doesn't send that message out until Meridian, because that's okay. when you see the the governor of Meridian taking her side. And Roland mm-hmm. doesn't take yeah. her side. He's not one. Mm-hmm. So um, I was it's just, it's say, just a, uh, there. People... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. We keep talking over each other. I apologize. Um, if you haven't read the book, uh, well, I read them all yet. But I learned in The Fall of Reach that AIs choose their own um, visual identity. So Roland is this World War One fighter with a leather helmet. Yeah, World War II fighter pilot. World War II, yeah. And then um, and that makes you really think about Cortana's voluptuous, saggy boobs. <laughs> In five, though, she's changed. She's I don't, got much more of a... Uh, 
I don't think she's got saggy <laughs> she's boobs. Got much... But that's she a thing. Does. She has pendulous. She has pendulous boobs, but not in five. She's she's got <laughs> like almost like an armor on. She, she's the most sensuous in Halo Five than she is in any other game. So if you're gonna argue that she's got more armor in this one, then watch the other ones. She, well, I'm just she's, gonna have to trust you on she's that. She's sharper because, angled. Uh, she's she's a. I mean, that's yeah, partially because more, of graphics, but like she becomes more right, human. She's not as fleshy. I don't think fleshy. She's looking. also not visually on display most of the time. Right. Right. So she chose. Gotcha. She. I think she, Cortana appears naked, because when she's at home, she's in a suit of armor. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, mm-hmm. right. when she's out of Chief's head, she's out of armor, she's no longer clothed. That's what she looks like. When she's in Chief's oh, head, okay. she's wearing armor because she's in Chief's armor. You've, she's got all that neural network going up and down her body all the time. Yeah, all yeah. All the flashing um, lights and all that. That's so cool. Okay, yeah, it's a good point. So, yeah, it's... yeah, It's, it's, it's vulnerable. See, like, it's a vulnerability. Yeah. And, at and, least in, in appearance. Yeah, and like her home is Chief's armor, so I don't know. Yeah, I've never thought about that until this... just now, but that seems that seems like a logical. I like it. It's beautiful. There's one scene I don't remember where, and it's, it's immaterial because he reaches, Chief reaches up behind his helmet and he kind of fingers the place where he sticks. The, yeah, it's the beginning of the the, the game. In. Yeah, that opening of the yeah. blue team cutscene. He. Yeah, he just yeah. kind of just touches it where the where the chip goes in. It's I not. Just, I don't think it's of... behind his head. I think he's holding his helmet in his hands in front of him, right? Because his thumb touches it, and then he puts his helmet. Oh, on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because uh, it would okay. be weird to touch it with your thumb if it was behind you. Oh, <laughs> well, I. But yeah, well, he thumb he thumbs the slot. Um, yeah. 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 Gotcha. Um, that whole relationship is really important, and I think that's going to be a huge part of this next game. It has to mm-hmm. be a huge part of this next game. We just don't know. Which, by the way, way, aside uh, that nope. preview of Infinite. Nope. We'll do that later. Okay. <laughs> we'll do that later. We do need okay. to do that, but I want to do that separate sure. so we can release okay. it immediately. Right. Back that up. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so you find out that Roland's pissed, I guess, and then it switches to Fireteam Osiris, and I you assume that they've been given their mission. And mm-hmm. Buck is yeah. not happy at no. all. This is where he says that thing, I, you know, I, I miss being an ODST where everything was black and white, not all this gray stuff. Yeah, That's and there's he also said. a moment where he, he looks at uh, Locke and very plainly says, like, they're, they're going to hate us when they yeah, find out what do we're doing. That. Yeah. And then Locke's reply was pretty good. You're not the only one that's here because of him. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't have any qualms hunting him down either. <laughs> but he does because, like, but he does as you the game progresses, you find out that he's pretty easily swayed to yeah believe something else. It's so now we're now we're going to well, now we're going to Meridian Station, right? What's Is that? Where Meridian Station comes on? We're going to Meridian Station next. Yeah, Hunt, yeah. Hunting gonna... down Cortana. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you land on this uh, colony on Meridian that's run by um, Governor Sloan. The, yeah, Governor Sloan, um, who's another AI you find out later. Uh, and he's not super friendly with them when they get there, and you kind of find out why, because he's on Cortana's side. He's one of those on Cortana's side. Yeah. Um, but at that, at that point, the only reason is because 
They're um, UNSC. Um, yeah, that's right. And yeah. they, uh, they're, they're, they're a civilian mining colony and they yep. feel threatened. Yeah, and that's, and, and that's kind of like the biggest um, thing left out by these games is that the Spartans were initially created to quell rebellion, mm-hmm. to suppress, to to, to suppress. Um, yes, not an uprising, but rather just a a difference rebellion. in ideology. No, it wasn't even really a rebellion. Like it wasn't places that were already under UNSC space. Rebellious. Yeah, hold on. Yeah. It's not, I wouldn't count it as rebellious because a rebellion seems to be sprung from a place that's occupied, right? It's, mm-hmm. they are, they rise up against their occupants. The, it's, it's, the colonies were outside of UNSC space and the UNSC was trying to bring them into UNSC space. They were encroaching on colonist ground and they were saying no. So mm-hmm. I see the the resistant the re- I don't even know what you called what they what they called they don't them. even have to be occupied though if they're under the control of but they they never were that's the that's the thing most of them never yeah. were yeah they were just well, refusing that, have... the UNSC's demands so they were more I'm they were more is... defending themselves than they were res- re- rebellious right they're not rising up against something they're just saying no and this big powerful force is like no yes. And they're like, oh, uh, no. <laughs> so, like, it's it's a tricky situation because, like, there's the, obviously, the, like, uh, thought that, like, we should all work together. But, like, understanding the outer colonies in Halo is understanding that they wanted to work together. They just wanted to control themselves. And they didn't want a government right. that's uh, hundreds of light years away telling them how to run their their populations. So, like. How murderous what were the Spartans then? Um, they were never murderous, right? They weren't like wiping out colonies. They were always going after leadership and being very precise. They're a wet work team. They're Navy SEALs. You don't send Navy SEALs in to wipe out and burn a village. They're not Vikings. You send them in to get a couple high value targets to try and turn the tide of a battle. So they would, in a couple of missions, John and his team are sent out to like retrieve a commander that's important to the. The uh, rebels, or they're not called rebels. Mm-hmm. I can't. Even, why do I not? Colonials, um, like he, like mm-hmm. that, that. That's the kind of stuff mm-hmm. that they did. Um, now they would uh, kill people that resisted or fought or fought them mm-hmm. um, on the way. Um, they weren't. Mm-hmm. They weren't at any, by any means like perfect. They didn't go in stealthily always and get out without being seen. But they were never like dispatched <laughs> like the Covenant so frequently were to wipe out entire populations. Um, <clears throat> but still, regardless of how murderous, quote, like by definition, the Spartans were, regardless, they're fascistic and the UNSC mm-hmm. is super fascist. Yeah. They're, they're fast. They're, they're fascistic. Mm-hmm. Um, they may not be fascists, but like them trying to like force control yeah. over colonies that are not their own. It's, it's not great. It's not great. And they right. created super soldiers to not do good. it. They created super soldiers right. to do it. And then we're just so, so lucky that the super this. soldiers were yeah. made by the time the Covenant showed up. <laughs> so, sorry if you didn't know the, the bad history about Chief, but we're having to burst your bubble if you didn't know that. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting that the games don't want to... I mean, I understand mm-hmm. why the games don't want to deal with it, but also <clears throat> I also understand that Chief is like the la- the end of a 
of a of an era where that was the primary focus of the UNSC. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like, he wasn't involved in that a ton, but he was <laughs> still. Interesting. Interestingly enough, Governor Sloan does is not aware of of blue team having passed in uh, into his space. He says, or he's I don't lying know about it. Or he's lying about it. Oh. Because Cortana oh, wants okay, Blue Team. Cortana. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Can I just do a quick aside? Yeah, sure. Um, th- there are a lot of battles uh, trying to get into Meridian uh, Station. <clears throat> and it occurred to me, and this is this happens, it's pretty much a trope across all shooters. All enemy, perfect aim all the time. They never miss. Whereas the humans, we as people, you know, playing against them, you know, they are, they have like super radar. They know if you climb up behind a rock and stand up, someone already knows you're there and shoots you and they can one shot you and they never miss. And I I just think, and maybe that's the difficulty level again, but I just think that is sort of like the difference, what you're saying between the cutscenes, where one shot of a battle rifle fells you know a brute in reality you have to you know shoot him a dozen times and you know shoot him in the back and blah 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 uh, I, don't know, I just wonder why game developers don't ever think to make it and i'm not trying to level the playing field but make it realistic they're they miss, not perfect so I, beings yeah i think you are perhaps just remembering how quickly you die in situations um they miss a ton they miss a ton. They don't always hit. They miss a ton. Um, we also, everybody in the game has motion sensors. So if you move, mm-hmm. they know where you are because you're on the radar. Yeah. Because everyone else is yeah, on I like their radar. I like games where you can move. sneak up behind somebody. I like games where you can sneak behind yeah, somebody. Yeah, that's never been Halo. Behind their shield. That's never yeah. been Halo. They all have motion trackers. And if you were to crouch yeah. and move around, they don't see you. Which is why in those okay. missions where like the Covenant are sleeping... And you're sneaking up on. Remember, there's mm-hmm. missions like that where, or segments of missions you like that where that, they're asleep. You told me to be quiet. And then you <laughs> run up and shoot things. So how much do you like to be yeah. sneaky? <laughs> no, but right. the, that was back in my early Halo days. Yeah, okay. enemies, enemies miss though. They do. Um, mm-hmm. Now, okay. whether or not the difficulty being higher. Hmm. Sorry, I keep yawning. I've had I've had my espresso for the day. Um, but whether or not the difficulty what being time did higher. You guys kick- what time did you guys quit last night? Like right after you Gaming. guys got off. Okay. Okay. So that yeah. was close to three. That's <laughs> like two thirty. Yeah. Um. So, what I was saying, the difficulty being higher does make it make their aim better. It also makes snipers more more lethal. Um. Like if you play heroic or legendary on Halo Two, like the the uh, jackal snipers don't miss. And you've got to know where they are, or they will kill you. But, like, if you think about it, highly trained soldiers are going to be like that. You're not going to mm-hmm. get a bunch of chances to, to try because they're bad. Because they wouldn't be on the front lines if they were bad. So, it's a little bit of a skill butting up against reality, butting up against difficulty. Mm-hmm. Um, which mm-hmm. is going to, which is the, very difficult for every game. To, to figure out. Um, anyway, we've been taking we're the fur we're through the first third of the game. We're an hour in. Um, the uh, Meridian is a focal is a is a 
pivot for this game because it's where we kind of see the plan that's at hand come to not come to fruition but like cortana's mm-hmm. hand is cortana's hand is shown um the fire team osiris is encounters a bunch of forerunner architecture underneath the uh colony and then follows through these portals and and jumps and tries to fight blue team because they're above them like trying to board a guardian and then this is where we get that confrontation between um lock osiris mm-hmm. and the rest of the spartan twos and blue team first time um, first time they encounter them the, yeah well, this is where we get mm-hmm. the encounter where they fight after that mm-hmm. that's where they happen chief tells his team to ignore him and like lock's apprehensions visible here because like he could yeah. have turned and done something to the three members of blue team that leave but he doesn't uh and then john yep. goes to walk past him and then like it becomes a bit of a thing. The was that where they first meet Warden Eternal? No, in the mines down below. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, but uh, my notes are messy. I got this, arrows pointing all over the place. This fight with uh, Chief and Locke is interesting. Uh, it's definitely one of those like, oh no, you cracked his helmet. Here it goes. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, it's interesting. What is Apogee Station? Is that below? Is that where is I don't know. I don't remember. Okay. Apogee okay, it doesn't Station. matter. Carry on. Yeah, it does you brought it mm-hmm. up. Now we gotta figure it out or we look like we're uninformed. Mm. Oh no, I'm so sorry. Apogee Space Station. We to... No. Um No. I thought that was our destination after the mines, or was it the mines down below? I wasn't quite sure on that one. That's why I'm asking. Uh, Apogee Station is the place you land on Meridian. Meridian's the planet. Okay. Right. And Blue Team headed to Apogee Station, which is another location on Meridian. Okay. All right. So so all this time I've been saying Meridian Station. Meridian's the planet. Apogee is the station. I got it. I got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the jumping platforms, what the heck's that all about? <laughs> Just accept the fact that there's these portals and you go from sta- from falling platform to falling platform? What well, the platforms are falling because the Guardian is launching. Yeah. So they're but, falling but, away. So they're, okay. they're not normally so they're falling. Just, they didn't create a walkway just, system that's like a puzzle. <laughs> it's just a puzzle because everything's the, moving. Do you, okay, but what are the... What is well, I wonder what the purpose of the platform were because they don't go from like A to B, they go from like you know, one A to one one B. They go A, C they to go A to B, but we don't see the rest of the facility around it. We just see them uh-huh. running point to point platform. Like if it didn't run A to B, they wouldn't be able to run through portals and get exactly where they're heading. Mm-hmm. Like it's a it's a chained system I, I that leads was... in a direction. But like we don't see yeah, the rest of this that... forerunner system. Because it's yeah, yeah. one, it's collapsing because the ship's launching. Yeah. And two, it's relatively unimportant. And it's three, all in a cutscene. So like, yeah, it just adds tension. <laughs> True. Um, but yeah, the like the the reality or the the usefulness of the system, I would imagine, could be explained if we were given some kind of 
architecture to it, but we, we don't get that. Yeah, and like immediately after they take the chest lock off of lock, uh, the armor lock mm-hmm. off of him, the platforms just start falling because yeah. this, the system's shutting down. So like, it looks like a big old mess, but it's also Forerunner architecture and they were weird and many of them not bound by the need to be entirely corporeal. Or not, maybe not corporeal, like walk around. They like float around a lot. Mm-hmm. So making it would make more sense to have just like platforms where you would stand to do a thing, as opposed to having um, okay, you know what I mean? Stairs and uh, and yeah, and like there wouldn't be walkways between every single thing. It would be like there's a platform where I got to do observations there, and a platform where I got to yeah. do these. Over and I'm there. a forerunner, and I can do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm an architect. <laughs> okay. So Governor says something to them. He says this is the new dawn of AIs. We find out that he's made a pact with Cortana for his people to survive. And uh, and he vows to be a part of whatever it is that Cortana is doing. That's how we find out, I think, for the first time that that something's up with this yeah. Cortana. We're not yeah. sure yet. That's our first glimpse that, that, that uh, Cortana is into this preservation, this reclamation <clears throat> of everything. And the governor wants to be a part of it. Yeah, and the the implication is that like the reclaimers were always meant to be the created, not yes. like chief. But she considers. But like yeah, the yeah. AI that humanity made, which I think right. is a distraction. I think is untrue. I think it's a distraction that the. Oh, that, um, that she's created? No, that she's, that she's believed. I think she's believed a lie that's not true. Yeah. Because the librarian, in she as many is... words in Halo 4, tells Chief he's the he is the goal. Humanity is yeah. the goal. And then right. in this game, Cortana's like, I am the goal. Which is further proof that like she's off her rocker and this isn't the right Cortana. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And so, yeah, I don't think the forerunners yeah, were saying yeah. that the yeah, it's 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 weird, and I don't know what the entire motivation is behind what Cortana is attempting to do, but like, yeah, she seems to be suggesting that like the AI are the salvation of humanity, and they will be the ones that uh, salvation of the universe, the universe, universe, right. Yeah, yeah. Which is a bit. So, okay, can we jump ahead to the? Something. We need to jump ahead to the Forerunner planet, because that. Was so yeah, well, that's not even jumping ahead. That that's literally that? the next mission. Yeah, yeah. blue team shows yeah. up on. Um, not Requiem, because that's from Halo Four. What's this place called? Mm, I'm, gonna I'm looking. Pull it up. I can't I'm it up. remember. Halo Five the Guardians. Ho- um, Guardians. <laughs> Why is it so hmm. easy to do Savala's voice? Uh, reu- the <laughs> mission's called Reunion. And it takes place on... Where it be? Hmm. Where it be? Where it be? Where it be? Genesis. Genesis. The planet's called Genesis. Oh, of course, because that's the name of the... Um, yeah. I was thinking that was the name of the base or whatever, but it's the name of the planet. Okay, because I was thinking of his exuberant. She's the uh, she's the monitor 
for Genesis. I remember that now. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. I got a what is what is that monitor's Exuberant. name? Exuberant. I she's got a They all have they, they, they all have two her. names, yeah. Yes. And I don't remember because they Exuberant call her Exuberant Witness. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Exuberant uh, witness. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Mendicant bias. Mendicant bias. Exuberant witness. Guilty spark. Um, okay. Uh, there's another monitor we interact with. Halo monitors. Um, yeah. Guilty spark is installation 04. Um... Is there like a list of them? That's funny. I... I need a list of them. Give me a list of them. Come on, internet. Give me a list of them. <laughs> Come on. Come on. I think mendicant bias. Oh, no. Penitent tangent is the other one I was thinking of. Known monitors. Tragic solitude. Caretaker of installation double zero. Um, contrite witness. Caretaker of installation zero two. Exuberant witness. Caretaker of Genesis. Abject testament. Okay. The caretaker of zero three. 343 Guilty Spark, Caretaker of 04, and later, later Installation 08. Penitent Tangent, Caretaker of 05. Um, Ebullient Prism, Caretaker of Line Installation 14. Static. I love the names. Yeah. Um, static Carillon, um, Caretaker of Composer's Forge. Enduring Bias, Caretaker of the Refuge. And the warden detained and provided defense for forerunners accused of crime before the capital court. Okay. Yeah. So they're all different types of like <laughs> like tour guides is the is a bad way to say it, but that's kind of what they are. Like they're in charge of like keeping everything working. But they also show everyone around because they're so excited about their calling, kind I'm of. Proud of their. <laughs> so yeah. charming. Um, okay. So now yeah. we're we're we're. Uh, Chief is being led around in circles, according to exuberant witness. She told the uh, team of Cyrus that you know there's they when they arrive and they're trying to catch up to Chief and they say, well the the other humans are being led around in circles by Cortana for some unknown reason. <laughs> that was her words. So um, that gives um, Osiris a chance to catch up because really she's putting she's putting him through uh, paces. Go this way, turn left, go across the bridge, do this, and then he's they're running up against the resistance of the warden. And they said, "Take it to Cortana," and he goes, "Not yet." And then he vanishes. And yeah, back. so she's trying to get them to her as fast as and possible, he's and he's trying to keep them from getting to okay. her because um she seems sometimes in charge of him and sometimes he seems in charge of her and how do you yeah that so it's calls? it's not it's not so she's his boss but his job is to protect her if that's mm -hmm. a way to dumb it down as much as possible like cortana is in charge and He's warden the, eternal okay. is protecting her she just wants john and his spartans to join her and uh, Warden Eternal knows that either A, they're there to stop her, her, stop her, or B, she doesn't need them. And that they're going mm -hmm. to distract her from her goal. So in trying to protect her, and, to, and in trying to ensure she gets done what she wants to get done, 
he's trying to stop the Spartans from showing up. And so he frequently like interferes and she keeps, she keeps trying to get him to stop. But he's like, I can't because you need to let, you need to let them go to achieve what you need to achieve. Um, so it's, it's a very interesting dynamic of like the, the protector trying to protect his Lord without the Lord's approval because he believes his own Lord to be blind to his own about danger. John anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but a couple of times she hurts herself and says enough. Well, and yeah. The done. one time she does that for real, for real. Like he says, yeah. I've, I've failed you because like, yeah, right. He allowed her to beat him and keep him from protecting her, which is a very yeah. interesting exchange um, that I really, it really is. like. Yeah. Um, so while all this is happening, okay, here we- the, uh, the, uh, but- well, yeah, go ahead. She's revealing to them. Oh, she talks to the chief and she tells them that that the mantle uh, has cured her rampancy because uh, I don't think that's happened. She was yet. able to. Has that happened? Well, Warden, Warden, yeah, somewhere in there. She's talking to him along the way, and he says, "But, but, I don't know if it's if it's blue team or if it's Osiris." They say, "But you're." But you're damaged. And she says, no, the mantle cured that. And yeah. she said, no, she's talking to John. She says, it's cured a rampancy. She said, it's so that um, AIs can become immortal because we're long-term, the forerunners are long-term planners and I'm going to continue their work, which is once we have peace, then we can fix everything else, poverty and disease and so forth. So she really, either she, she believes her own stuff or, or they convinced her of it. Um, but she believes that, that she is the ultimate um, solution to everything. And I think, I'm not sure who questions that. I think it might be. It's Chief. Uh, Osiris. Yeah. Oh, is it okay? Someone questions her on it. Yeah, because she Last, says, you know, like, I found the cure. People, how many people died? Well, she says, I found the cure and, like, I can make AI immortal and we can assume the mantle and we can fix everything. And uh, yeah. the warden believes people will resist us, and he thinks you're one of them. And Fred's like, but I don't know why we would resist. And then Chief says the didact makes it clear that the mantle is an, uh, the mantle of responsibility was an imperial piece. Step out of line and suffer. Mm-hmm. Which is... Mm-hmm. So it's like, an imposed piece. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and Cortana's then. like, yeah. it, it'll be... It won't be like that, I promise. <laughs> Which... Okay. Yeah, trust me. Yeah, yeah. and then um, we'd see Fireteam Osiris head to Sanghelios, which is the home world of the elites, which is perhaps one of my favorite segments of the game because Sanghelios is awesome. Too. And the Arbiter in yeah. his like big ornamental armor is very, very good. Um, remember, the Arbiter was never supposed to live through the events of Halo 2 and now is leading his people against the last remnants of the covenant, which is amazing. Yes. He's become this like leader so to satisfying. his people. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. Um and uh also a fun fact, if you are played the Master Chief collection at all and played through Halo 2, Halo 2's remaster uh opens with Locke and um Arbiter on a ship talking about hunting Chief. About this game. Um and like to recall what the arbiter knows of chief 
he remembers the moments of Halo 2, and that's how they reframe the storytelling in Halo 2, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, he... Um, yeah, he's he's like saying now you hunt another Spartan, the greatest of your clan, which is great. But so the right the the team shows up with Cortana or not Cortana, sorry, with Halsey, Halsey. And, and Palmer, mm-hmm. um, because their job is to like they know the next Guardians coming out of Sanghelios, and they want to get on it so that they can follow it to wherever Chief and the others went. That's right. And right, so they right, go right. down and Thank like. You for- the arbiter's like, I'll help you, but like, I'm fighting the last stages of a war, and like, <laughs> I'm yeah. not gonna just stop. So you can help us, and we'll get close to that yeah. while doing this. He says, I'm not gonna help you until I'm I'm sure that I can succeed. And they went, yeah, he's trying to save his people. <laughs> he's like, sorry, homie, I yeah. have priorities. Um, yeah, and so so Lot says, yeah, get ready, we're leaving in an hour. <laughs> yeah, which is it's not very good. <laughs> it's very good. Um, they take off. And do some researching and do some fighting. And then you go on this big offensive after you come back to the base. You go on this big offensive to Sunayan, I think, which is the last big city uh, stronghold of the Covenant. Um, Sunayan is awesome. I love the way the city's built. It's like this, it feels like a very holy. It feels like we're back to like Halo One, Halo Two. Here's the reverence of the environment that the game has brought. Halo Three is so be- like just on Earth. I- I'm still listening. Sorry, You're good. I'm not, I'm, I'm I didn't stop for that. Mind. I was reading. I- you don't got to tell me. I can okay. see you. <laughs> um, yeah, Sunion is this like city floating over this giant ocean um, with very like bulbous and organic looking. It just feels very Covenant, and like it's the first time we've seen a Covenant space really since halo 3 and being on i mean maybe even halo 2 when we were on high charity like this is our first time really being in a covenant environment and it's super great um but you you fight through the group uh or the group you fight through the battle with arbiters elites um help him and his people win their salvation which is also very good to see them like get away from the covenant yeah, very break, break the back of the covenant as they as they go um it'll be interesting to see if if uh arbiter shows up in infinite to help i have no idea um but like how could he Ooh. not we just helped him win a war and win his independence yeah um at the same yeah. time i would understand not wanting to spend more troops <laughs> doing anything but wanting to rebuild um but you also find out that <laughs> Uh, excuse me, Arbiter knows that um, Locke was the assassin that was sent to take him out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's one of... So that's that's (laughs) another whole lore um, path we could go down. The reason the Kilo 5 trilogy... You right? Mm Mm-hmm. You right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You can um, tell that there's a lot of bad history behind, behind... uh, the UNSC and its its relationship with the Arbiter, um, and the reason why that's like super important is like I was about to say it's a it's a lore diversion, um, that we could go down, but that Kilo Five trilogy right. that I love so much is about Kilo Five, a team of Oni spooks and 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 uh, dark or not dark but like. 
yeah, basically dark agents that like operate in in complete anonymity. Um, and mm-hmm. they're actively trying to like arm Julem Dama and his faction against the Arbiter because they the Oni has decided that like yes, there's a peace now, but eventually the elites will want war again, and the best way to eliminate them is to prompt is to arm the people that are fighting against the Arbiter so that they can wipe each other out as much as possible so that we can then come in and push them over. And Sounds that, exactly like our meddling in the Middle East. You know, it's 100% exactly what it's a parallel yep. for. Um, yes. And so, like, what ends up happening, obviously, is that blows up in their face because then they need Arbiter to win to get to Chief to stop this huge... So, basically, like... There's a lot of people that, that I, and I have even said it earlier this episode, but there's a lot of people that will argue that like the UNSC is like super fascistic and not great. I would argue it's almost all Oni, and Oni is kind of the mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I think they allude to that. Oni is kind of the equivalent to our CIA, who like yes. does a yes. lot of really sneaky, really bad shit in other countries, and and does it under the guise yeah. of oh, we don't know what you're talking about. Um, and the UNSC is almost just like their their arm. And the UNSC is like our our military, which doesn't do only yeah. good things. Let me be a hundred percent clear. Yeah. But like, it's not a perfect parallel. Yep. But still, like the UNSC does seem to have good people in it that are trying to do good things, and Oni seems to be just full of snakes. Like it's a yeah. brood. It's a brood of vipers. To I use think a, they they make phrase. they make us want. To, they do lead us to that conclusion, Caleb. I have that feeling too. Sure, yeah. And so like um being on Sang Helios and seeing the elites win and like all of that, very good. This is also uh, immediately following this, this is when um Locke and Osiris finally catch up a blue team while running through Genesis. Mm-hmm. Um and mm-hmm. like Locke tries to warn Chief and before he can say it, Chief's like something's wrong, I know. <laughs> like don't worry. Yeah. This, she's been in my head for decades. Or not decades, but nearly a decade. Yeah. Um, yeah. Trust me, I know he, this is not good. Uh, and then Cortana's yeah, like, right. too late, motherfuckers. Yeah, and then Cortana's like, well, mm-hmm. guess what? It's too late. Uh, and teleports mm-hmm. them away. Um, and this is where we get the, like, weird speech. And, like, you are here. And you can't get out of here. And I'm going to keep you here for 5,000 years while I fix the rest of the galaxy. And then I'll wake you up and it'll be perfect. And the whole world will be perfect. And everything will be perfect. What's the name of that thing she traps them in? The. I don't. No, not Catalyst. What is it? Maybe. I don't know. I don't remember. She traps Uh, them. In that orb. Yeah, yeah. It's similar to the. Yeah, it's the cryptum. Oh, it's the cryptum that the didact was in. It's not the cryptum yeah. the didact was in, but it's the right. same. Yeah, yeah. It's the same kind of thing the, from Halo yeah, Four. That's what it is. So she traps the, the blue team, or uh, yeah, blue team. Yeah. So yeah. she traps blue team. Oh, she is wearing like clothing, kind of, mm-hmm. and it's, it's weird. Some, somewhat of an armor, like it's yeah. weird. Yeah. Um. Well, she doesn't have Chief to be her armor, so I like your I like your sure. Metaphor. Yeah, she's becoming her own thing. Um, yeah, there's an argument to be made that the Cortana that we see in this game is a piece 
of Cortana because she did fragment herself so many times in Halo 4 that maybe one of her bad fragments is uh, in strength here because there's a good Cortana that shows up in the first Infinite trailer. And it would make sense if Cortana fragmented herself and then uploaded all of those fragments to the mantle that they would all be conflicting pieces of her. That all, like, it would basically be to make a reference to Ender's Game, which we seem, this family seems to be unable to completely escape. Uh, <laughs> ben made a reference to it recently, too. Um, it's the children of the mind. Ender goes into yep. the extra dimensional space when they try to travel faster than light and comes back with a real physical manifestation of his sister and his brother, who were two people that were like formative characters he saw in his mind through adulthood that helped him continue to make decisions as an adult. And like he made them because he, they, they, he thought of them so much. So I feel like Cortana created these fragments and they are different forms of her personality. It's her like barbarism and her aggression. And then like her love for chief and then like her humanity are all separate segments that may have been given equal power. Because you don't she... think she's united now? No, no. Cause Cortana's not bad. She said the, Cortana's not a bad person. And this Cortana's evil. (laughs) No, I think she really genuinely thinks she's doing the right thing. I mean, that's a possibility, sure. Yeah, I mean, she's not evil. But on the other hand, given who she is, who she was created by, and where she has been in the mantle. Yeah, I would uh, absolutely hate. I would absolutely hate if Cortana's bad because Halsey's bad. Because that's not how brains work. That's not how that works. Mm-hmm. You're bad because of lived experiences, right? You're not bad because you're the son of a person. You you know what I mean? Unless that person raised you bad. Cort- Halsey didn't raise Cortana. Halsey yeah, made Cortana and stuck her in Chief's head. Yeah. And Chief, Chief is a I good person. I don't see her as being evil. I, I see her as being... You know, somewhat of a religious zealot, but she that's, really, but that's not Cortana. really believes she's doing the right thing. But that's that's wildly not Cortana. Like every single she loves, Halo she game, John bef- and she wants to, but every single Halo game before John. this. Sorry, mm-hmm. go ahead. That's okay. I know it's the lag. I'm sorry. She just that there's that one scene. She wants to reclaim John. She expects him to accept her gift. She calls it a gift, and she's shocked when he doesn't. So I don't know. I kind of thought when it said that the rampancy was cured, I thought she was reunited with the bits of herself. And this is this as a more powerful Cortana and a and a an aberration of who she used to be. I don't know if she can go back to being uh, this little AI living inside of the constructs of one man's. You know, she was very powerful. She granted she wasn't Jane. To be another allusion to Ender's game, but she wasn't Jane, but she's become Jane, I think, pretty much. I, don't I mean, know. she was Jane. I don't know how she wouldn't have been before. Um, well, Jane, well, because Jane had access to all the information in the world, and I don't think Cortana so did Cortana. Did. So did Cortana. She did, yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. She just had a lifespan, and Jane doesn't mm-hmm. in the Ender game, in the Ender's books. Here's the problem, okay. like right. for me, and maybe this is my second big beef with 
uh, Halo Five if we disagree on this continuous or consistently. Like, mm-hmm. this is not Cortana. Like we've known Cortana for mm. for for a decade for a decade, yeah. right? We've known Cortana for right? almost two decades. She's not militant. She's not oppressive. If anything, she just wants to be human more and more and more. And now we have this weird facsimile of a character we've grown to know who's just like, fuck humans, fuck all this, I'm better, I'm going to fix everything. Which is really weird. That last scene in Halo 4 where she, when she reaches up and touches Chief's armor, she said, if you only knew how long I wanted to do this, right before she leaves him to save him. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. She wants to be human. Okay. So this is very, I don't know. Like, I. Mm, That's a good point. Cortana's yeah, motivations I'm, I'm, you in might this. Have me. Sure. Yeah. It just feels, it just feels very strange. And like, we saw in Halo 4 a Cortana that was the like tender, caring, very human, I want to care about you and your, and, and your safety, John Cortana in Halo 4. And when she broke, when mm-hmm. she was breaking, when she broke character, what we saw specifically was that angry Cortana. Remember? She would like scream yep. and shout and like something was trying to get out. Yeah. And I think okay. that's what this is. Okay. And I think that Cortana has hit the mantle the same time as the other Cortana. Because she fragmented herself. I have a hard time... Breaking away from that part at the end of Halo Four, where she divides herself into like four, like twelve yes. different Cortanas. Yes, and and the the one does the ultimate human thing by sacrificing herself to save. John. So what? Does the that's ultimate dark. Human thing. That's dark. What if the only good version of Cortana is what sacrificed itself, and that part's actually but dead? Were... No, no. <laughs> I just thought of that, and that would suck. Back at the. Oh, it just gave me shivers. But what back at the beginning of the game, who is Haldi looking at? That little Cortana. A Cortana. Is it a new one? Is it an old one? Is it just a a symbol for her? I'm She's pretty sure that's in the face. I'm pretty sure that's her looking at Cortana before this before, when Cortana was made. Like that's her lab on reach. That's- She's got both of her arms in that cutscene. That's oh, not this she game. Does, doesn't she? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. This is the creation okay. of Cortana, right. not not a That's new a Cortana. A... Yeah, this is okay, in the past. It's a flashback. I for somehow I thought it led into this. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, not directly. I just can't get over that that little childlike face of Cortana looking up into Halsey's face. But the Halsey's old there. Wait, but 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 it's not that it's all only, the way back. It's only it's seven old. years ago. Yeah. AI can only live yeah, seven no. years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so thank you. It's not right. that long ago. Get a grip. It's Get not grip. that yeah, long. She was ago. already old. Yeah. She was already old lady. Okay, so um do we even want to discuss the uh conclusions? What do you mean do we even want to discuss the if we have to I mean what? What a weird question. <laughs> yes. What, well, but of course. I mean, do we want it to be a cliffhanger? Uh, or no, we, we must. Do... We must. The the crypto comes we down. Okay. 
blue team comes out of it. Um, there's this renewed, I would say. There's a resolve. That's what it is. There's a resolve to like figure out mm-hmm. what's going on and how to figure out how to stop it. But then, like, we warp to the infinity and see that like shit is going bad because Cortana has sent a call out to all the AI saying like, "Yeah, hey, um, it's begun. we're gonna we're gonna take over. I found a way for y'all to be in, immortal." And uh, and they're all signing up. You hear their echoes in the in yeah. The, a bunch the of them. A bunch of them are signing up. Yeah, a bunch of them are like, "All Roland. right, let's do it." And so like Roland's like, yeah. "Yeah, you got AI shutting down stuff across the galaxy, which is awful." Um, they emergency slip space jump. They do. They uh, incite the coal protocol. I think. I think they do. I think they do. Um. I don't know where Infinity is when this happens, but it sure looks like Earth. Mm-hmm. It sure looks like Infinity is over Earth. There's orbital cannons. There's big cities. Like, Infinity is returned to Earth in this time. And, like, Cortana just showed up and shut down the planet. Good. That's great. That's great. Good. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, they go into random jumps. And yes, to, random to jumps is a very cold protocol thing. For those of you who don't know, mm-hmm. I keep yawning. Multiple so jumps. Ah. Run until we find a way to fight. A cold Run protocol is something that was created by um, Vice Admiral Cole, uh, Preston Cole. But it was before he was an admiral, no. I think. Um, but Preston yeah. Cole um, was a ship commander who did incredible things, but he came up with the cold protocol, which was essentially a protocol that in the event that you are going to be taken by or are on the run from covenant ships, you purge all navigational data and then random jump, um, in an effort to escape, but in an effort to escape in a way that will not lead them back to earth. Because the most important thing when enacting the cold protocol was ensuring that the covenant not find their way back to earth. Um, Which is, uh, coincidentally, how the uh, Pillar of Autumn finds the first Halo Ring and how this whole thing gets started. His Reach gets attacked, mm-hmm. they random jump, and they random jump to the location of a Halo Ring. And they're like, oh, shit. Okay. So that, like, Infinity goes mm-hmm. into that. So they're, bad. they're just going to jump and keep jumping and trying to hide from Cortana. Um, and then we see... Oh, how uh, about that interesting scene where Cortana taunts each of the red team members when she sasses them. That was pretty ugly. Remember? Yeah, yeah when she's like reading through yeah. their history. Yeah. She's yeah. just, you know, you know, you've, you you can't please your father anymore. And, you know, you can't do this or that. She was just being really really spiteful and hateful. Yeah, well, she's... This is why I'm so confused as to, like, what they're trying to... Who is this Cortana? Why is she so... Mm-hmm. Why is she so... Yeah, it's weird. She ha- she appears on the... She appears on the Infinity, too. Yeah. She pops up. Yeah. And right before they... She they, says uh, the... They jump. Yeah, she says the, like, the, the reclamation's begun and the created are the only... It's... Yeah. <sighs> Here's the thing. <laughs> the librarian created yeah. what humans are today. 
So they're as much the created as the the AI are the created. The that's the tension that we don't know. It didn't solve. The, yeah. That has yet. The librarian make the librarian saying that chief is important to all of this makes much less He's sense. He's the end goal of all evolution. He's it. Yeah. That's what she told him. I guess the argument could be made that like they're saying in this game that like the whole time they weren't talking to Chief, they were talking to Cortana in his head. And it just mm-hmm. looked like they were talking to Chief. Uh, I don't know. We'll find out in Infinite, I, don't know. I guess. But um But they get rescued. They get rescued and they're back. I guess they're on the uh the Infinity. Well yeah, and, they uh, uh who's they? Blue team. No. Blue team gets rescued. Yeah, they don't go to Infinity. Infinity is orbiting Earth. Where do they go? They go back to suit. They go back to Sanghelios. They show up with Arbiter and his team after, because Halsey that's and right. Amanda Palmer are on Sanghelios still. And then, yes, that's right. And then and Halsey repeats and, her line from the beginning <laughs> of the game and says, "Took you long enough." Took you long enough, and that's it. Credits roll. Yarp. And I watched the whole credit thing. And I watched the names roll, and I watched, wait, (gasps) Bonnie Ross, Corinne. Uh, Sure. I know these people. John Fred. I know these people. I've met these people. That was fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. Beautiful music. Yeah. It's, um, (laughs) Halo 5 is obviously a deep one, as we're an hour and 40 minutes into this. We got started late. A lot of stuff, well, whether or not we got started late, we've recorded for almost two hours, and none of our episodes are this long, so... If that's any You're gonna have indication, to break it into A and B. No, yeah. no, we don't have to do that. Oh no! But oh, if it's yeah. any indication, this is this is uh, pointing out that Halo Five, as much as we talked about Halo One through Four uh, up to this point, including ODST, um, it seems that as the games go on, they get more uh, dense. Yeah, there's more to talk about. There's more to figure out. Um, if you beat Halo How 5 on... Well, well, people seem to have wished that mm-hmm. it hadn't, but that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, not us. The, if you beat the game on Legendary, there's a thing that absolutely mm-hmm. happens where you see a random point in space that pans down onto a planet and you're like oh weird and then it continues to pan and you see a ring which see is a ring light up uh you see it com- actually which light is uncomfortable up. and then you see the ring turn mm-hmm. on uh maybe not turn mm-hmm. on like it's gonna launch but you see it power on which power on suggests that not only is um I'm yeah. watch that. It's it legendary ending. Uh, it says a lot. But to me the thing that's most interesting is that or not most interesting or what would be the most interesting to me is that this is the ring turning on because it knows the flutter back. No. Oh, no. The flood is back. That's what the rings are there for. I know. I know. I know. I know. But, like, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, We'll know know soon, won't we? Yeah. But this is... 
Also, fun fact: hey. we were at we were at Halo Outpost Discovery when Sparth, what? the one of the the leads of uh, concept and design, was talking to Marcus Leto in a panel. <laughs> and in that panel, um, Sparth talked about designing the flood and how fun it is to go then- from making the Forerunner highly architected and Covenant. Highly organically architected to the flood, which is this asymmetric parasitic. Uh, and then, like whoever was hosting that panel was very quick to be like, "Hold on, this is not confirming that." And it was like, "Nah, why would this guy be concepting the flood if they're not back?" It was because he wasn't part of the concept team when the flood were designed the first time. Right. He, he was he was yeah. he was uh he's a three four three employee, three four three. so for yeah. Halo four and Halo yeah. five, and there's been no flood. So that's a huge in Halo four and Halo five. Right, you reminded me. Yeah. So why is Spark so doing flood? And also yeah. there's a, a I wanna I'll probably share this link with this podcast. There's a really great um like Halo sound diary that was uploaded uh by the mm-hmm. this youtube account called owl it's the halo infinite sound design field recordings and there's like 18 videos and they're all relatively short but like they all run through a bunch of different uh sounds that are being used in halo and you hear there's videos of them making gun shooting guns and driving cars in the desert and helicopters but the first video and the last video of the sound design is of a pug named gyoza which is a fun name that's pork dumplings um but it's a pug named gyoza and they're recording his noises i'm gonna pull this up in a way that you can hear it as well let me screen share it real quick listen to this pug and tell me it doesn't tell you exactly what's coming back. Go live. Okay. Uh, let me know if you can hear. Uh-huh. I want to make sure the volume's up on this. Here you go. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Keep listening. <laughs> flood dude <laughs> you can't use that for anything else mm-hmm. right like that's the flood yeah yeah oh my gosh those poor animals they've been <laughs> i'm sorry pug owners they're such an aberration of, of human vanity. oh stop it oh <laughs> stop it we don't need to talk about that <laughs> um i'm sorry <laughs> there's another point. one at the end <laughs> Oh my gosh. 
Yeah, that's the flood. That's the flood. And they've yeah. there's a yeah. there's a picture somewhere of like the room that they use um to do that and like there's so many microphones that a lot of what you're hearing is like su- not subsonic, but like you wouldn't hear it unless your head's against the the chest of mm-hmm. a pug. Um but man, that's mm. those are flood noises. I'm sorry. Those are flood noises. So Yeah. Crazy. Mm, boy. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot. Okay, well, we, but, uh, we got our... Yeah, we got through Halo 5! <laughs> we did it! Yeah, two hours later. <laughs> yeah! I mean, it wow. makes sense. This game's a lot I to dig into. I that when they, when they started, you know, Bungie years and years and years ago, creating this little fun shoot- shooter, and the people attached to it and added to it and wrote books about it and the universe expanded and expanded expanded. How could five not be a compendium of all the lore and all the history and everything that has led up to this point? How could it not? Well, yeah, I think, I think it's the, I think it's the, like the growth Mm -hmm. syndrome of like, yeah, this is the game that came out in 2015, 15 years after Halo really became a thing. And so, like, right. as they make games, more and more lore is going to exist when each game comes out. So, like, right. the amount of lore when Halo 1 came out is infinitely smaller <laughs> than the amount of lore that right. was available when Halo 5 yeah. came out. So we're obviously going to have right. a whole bunch more to, to uh, yeah. interact okay, with. Okay, well, let's just... Let's just leave it at that. I think it's rich. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. Uh, I could talk about it all day. Obviously, I've tried. So just yeah. let it go. I and also, should, there's what are we going to play next? We're going to play a... the uh, um, Ops? Uh, I mean, we that? can play Spartan Ops. We've kind of passed it in the in the continuum. Yeah. The, only real thing, yeah. the only real thing Spartan Ops really brings up is Julem Dama. And he's so important, he's killed in the first cutscene of Halo 5. So... Um, yeah, yeah. And to okay. and if well, if you didn't know, I was me being sarcastic. He's not very important. Um, I know. I I took it. He's yeah. pretty important in like scaling a portion of the conflict against the Arbiter. But by the time we see the Arbiter fighting on Singhelios, the factions have moved beyond Julem Dama's involvement. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So glad to see the Covenant being dealt with handily. There's a uh, <laughs> book coming out in October um, called Shadows of Reach. Excuse me. Okay. Who's the author? Who I sneezed. Um, uh, Troy Denning, who I think we. Okay. Yep. How we met. Who's on the panel? Yeah, that was that was him, right? Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he wrote. Uh, he's written a couple of books. Um. Anyway, the this book comes out in October. It's called Shadows of Reach. That'll be a nice. And it takes place <laughs> a year nice after feeling. Cortana issues her ultimatum. Mm-hmm. Um, where, Boy, that'll be a nice bridge. Where Blue Team, John, Fred, Kelly, and Linda, go back to Reach to find stuff in Halsey's lab that may still be there. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's there's so the mm-hmm. Halo Infinite takes place two years after Halo Five, so. Um, probably, probably. I'll hunt down a link and, yeah. and let you know. Um, but yeah. Okay. We're now through the extent of 343's Halo games. We are going back to one more Bungie game after this. 
to talk about Reach mm-hmm. because we played Reach last. Because Reach, because Reach came out to Master Chief Collection in like November, December last year. So we got to it last because it released last. Um, yep. But yeah. Okay. Super. Thank you. Yes. I wonder if there's anybody who has managed to listen to the whole two hour diatribe. If you have, we thank you. Yeah, and I may I may cut it up and make it a little shorter. It's who knows, but yeah. If long... you have endured, you are hundred percent fan geeks like we are. <laughs> yeah, lots of uh, and we love you. <laughs> lots of lore dives in this one. So, so sorry, um, but yeah, I think Halo lore is interesting. I don't and apologize. Sh- and should be interesting to everybody because a lot yeah. of it's really important to what we're gonna yeah, be finding have- out. That's right. And you may have played the games like five years ago and forgotten about it, and and here we are bringing you right up to speed, and yep. and regenerating all these wonderful memories that that you didn't know you had. Correct. Yarp. Yes, so, yes, yes. Okay, I'm gonna sign off. I appreciate it, and I will talk to you really soon. Well, we gotta we gotta end the podcast first. You can't just say bye to me. <laughs> no, that's what I'm doing. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, we will. Yeah, we'll catch you guys next week when we talk about Reach and get excited for. Just gotta remind everybody. Thumbs up.